This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with The Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coglin. Uh, we've got... Uh, Interesting, maybe a little, little bit of a different uh, episode for you guys this week. Um, no, we're not going to talk about you know what we're thankful for, but we're obviously thankful for you for listening. But um, we will uh, do more of a football preview show um, as we are getting ready for uh, the state championships to take place um, this weekend on the campus of Illinois State. Um, obviously, we'll focus mostly on Loyola. Um, so we'll do regular kind of quarters we'll talk about the recap um you know we'll look back at york we'll play some uh way or no way we'll look at head so um we'll do a rigid structure of quarters and that kind of stuff it might not be exactly like that we'll just see how this episode goes but um we'll we'll get you prepared for this upcoming saturday's game between loyola and lincoln way east obviously a a great way to end championship weekend um over at illinois state but uh, before we do that, just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out. We always appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe. Um, that helps us get to uh, more listeners who also like listening about uh, Illinois high school sports, whether that be in the North Shore area and obviously football, um, all the other stuff that we talk about. So um, we always appreciate your support for doing that. But I'm going to bring in Joe in now as we uh, recap Loyola's uh, semifinal win 23 to 14 over York on Saturday. Um, Joe was at that game. I was at uh, Batavia and Mount Carmel, so I wasn't able to attend the Loyola game. But um, not at all really what we expected was going to happen, Joe. Uh, first, you know, first pretty fairly big deficit Loyola has had to overcome this entire season, falling behind what was a 14-3, and um, they were able to limit, you know, York in the second half. But um, just uh, – um, a really strong performance from the York team and something that we have not seen at all from the Ramblers this season. Nope, definitely unique. Um, it's like they heard us last week when we called them uh, boring for winning blowouts. Um, so they, they put on a little dramatic performance. Um, and I think York just, you know, they they fed off their energy. Obviously, they're a talented football team. They're in the semifinal of the biggest um, class in the state. Um, only one loss. Very good team. And they just did what they do. They had a good game plan. They threw the ball a lot, and I do mean a lot, and um, got their quarterback out uh, out of the pocket a lot. Um, rolling out, made some great throws, and um, they just took advantage of that and moved the ball down the field, caught, I think, Loyola off guard, at least what Loyola was planning on, and um, scored two quickies. Uh, really, you know, I think that their second touchdown was just as we entered the second quarter. Um, so it was uh, – it was it was more dramatic and it was a, it was a better game than we thought it would be, um, and Loyal's response was great as well. But um, yeah, New York still definitely came out firing. So you you know you mentioned a little bit about what York was able to do against this defense, but we've talked about this Loyola defense all season long, and um, you know how dominant they are, how they haven't really given up much. What did York do to make this you know defense kind of look? 
you know, maybe, I want to say bad or anything like that, but, you know, scoring 14 points in, a, in roughly a little bit over a quarter's work, um, what were they doing that Loyola just wasn't able to adapt to so quickly? I think they were getting their receivers in space and a lot of receivers. They were they were running a lot of routes, uh, well spaced out. And uh, so I think they had their options and they were catching the football, as you saw by that one miraculous catch that I think made SportsCenter. Um, but uh, they, they just did a lot of that and their quarterback was hitting them. And um, I, I, I don't know if uh, Loyola has seen a team outside, you know, everything's outside of Mount Carmel that has that much versatility in what they were doing. And I think because of that, then we set up some, some runs and got the run game going, which then set up the pass. And it was a nice balance from there. But at first, I think started with the pass. I think they had to establish that they could pass the ball to loosen up that defense a little bit. Um, and their running back, I think, in spurts was good. He didn't have a huge game, but 70 yards against Loyola is a big game. Um, I think that's uh, exceptional, really, against Loyola Academy. So um, once they got that pass game going, their offense became balanced. And I think nearly every drive, at least for the first two and a half to three quarters, they they moved into Rambler territory. Sometimes they'd be pushed back or – uh, they had two field goals miss, one blocked, one miss. Um, so, but they were able to move the ball consistently, and that's uh, uh, started with, like I said, started with the pass game, uh, then to the run game, and then balance. What? So, what did they? And obviously, we'll talk about the offense and you know being able to come back and win. But what did the defense kind of do to limit them in the second half, or I guess limit them after giving up those first fourteen points? Well, that's something I am not uh educated enough to notice the specifics of and something Bo Dentro is not going to tell us <laughs> um, yeah. exactly what they did I mean what they did was in general was do better on the pass they had to address how they were defending the pass and they certainly did you know those receivers at times were still in space but now we had um defenders right there being more combative at the point of attack at, you know, the, where the ball was placed, I thought they could have had another interception or two with the way they were charging um, and, and attacking um, where that ball was. So um, I think that was a big part of it. I'd love to get a, a more detailed explanation maybe after the season, um, because I do think it really made a difference. Um, and then those misses um, changed the whole scope of the game really because then you could apply more pressure it's third and long now you can expect different things and i think that's what Loyola was able to do um big sack you know the punt the the field goal block was huge um obviously the missed field goal in the first half was too but they also blocked one and a huge sack before that um and that just was a complete momentum shift even though Loyola had the lead at that point now it was just um all on their side and they went down and scored to seal it at well yeah. to seal it at 23-14. Loyola's offense obviously came alive after uh that four to three deficit. Um really strong performances again from Ryan Fitzgerald. Um just it, it seemed like you know I don't know wake up call or anything like that, but it felt like the offense um you know kind of locked in um and they kind of you know figure things out once you know they kind of fell into a hole there. Yeah, and it was a bit of a um, weird start for them. So first drive they had, they moved the ball right down the field like we've come to expect. And then Fitzgerald missed a wide open, I think it was uh, McPherson, coming across. The, he, he was wide open. There was no one near him, and he just missed him. So that should have been six. It was, instead, it was three. 
Um, and then the next possession, uh, he threw the, his first interception of the whole season. Um, and it was on a, a, a bounce pass, uh, but credit to um, York for breaking up the pass in the first place and then running a chip drill to get the uh, interception. Um, and that was on it. They, they moved the ball there. So those things happen. Uh, but I, I would say it's not like they didn't move the football. They moved the football and then didn't execute, um, which is something they're going to have to correct, I think, against Linkway East. And, um, but um, it wasn't as bad, I think, as the score indicates like they couldn't score they they just didn't execute at the point um in the red zone um but then they did you know they threw the deep ball to to nick uh Argande, and then they had uh ryan fitzgerald's running was strong all day he ran in from two yards he also ran one in from 23 yards um finn miller had a big day after drew mcpherson got hurt and and while mcpherson was in there but finn his physical running really did some damage and um yeah, just I think they were fine after those hiccups in the first half. So how much does, you know, what happened? And we'll we'll get into preview content, obviously, later in the podcast. But how much did, you know, what kind of happened on Saturday kind of change your opinion of this Ramblers team? Or is it pretty much, you know, them being able to <coughs> – excuse me. <coughs> or was it pretty much, you know, them being able to kind of come back and, you know – fight adversity that kind of, you know, has you encouraged that, you know, obviously every team is going to face some adversity. York is a good team, obviously in the semifinals. Um, you're just going to have to face these types of games. Yeah, I think uh, it changed it a little bit. I thought the, something I should have mentioned uh, when we first started talking the York offensive line did a great job at holding off that defensive unit, giving the quarterback time, both in and out of the pocket. Like I said, a lot of it out of the pocket, but also running for 70 yards is a big, uh, you know, badge of honor against Loyal Academy. Um, I, I thought that offensive line was, was great. And Lincoln Way East is going to bring, you know, you know, an all-stater in Janowski at center. And I think he's going to Iowa or something. Um, uh, so they're going to bring an offensive line that's going to do some things too. So um, that informed my opinion of them a little bit on that defensive line and how maybe they can get pushed around. Now at this point in the season, of course, we're picking nits, right? It's just like what little things are we working on? Cause loyal is in the state title game. Again, they're, they're fantastic. And, and every unit they have is special, but where could Lincoln East maybe get an advantage? That could be one place. Um, can that offense, is it prone to not executing in certain pressure situations? Like, from time to time, because all it takes is one or two, right? And and that could be the ball game. So, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised at a couple of those. All right, let's move on over now. Here in the podcast, we're going to play way or no way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I agree or uh, disagree about whether they can happen. Way or no way, they cannot happen. Um, we're going to mix a little bit of basketball and um, some football into this one. Um, Joe, way or no way, uh, you are surprised by Loyola's girls basketball dominating start to the season. Um, I think they've beaten their opponents by at least 40 points in their first three games. Uh, maybe by the level of dominance, but not that they're three and oh, um, no, I expected them to be here, but I thought maybe the game against Stevenson was, was a good early somewhat battle but i thought they were going to win they won by 35 or whatever it was um so but i, I will say no i'm not They're, they really are going to be this good um this experienced 
um, top level superstar seniors with uh, sophomores and and juniors with plenty of experience. So this is a uh, this is going to be a special unit this year. Yeah, I'd probably go away as well. I think uh, we knew that they were going to be pretty a really good team this year, and um, no disrespect to the opponents or anything like that, but I think just Loyola is kind of at a different level. The Stevenson scoreway, like you talked about, was a little bit surprising, but um, I think that uh, um, based on what we know about this Ramblers team and what we saw from them last year, um, that it shouldn't be too big of a surprise the the way that they uh, are able to handle opponents moving forward here uh, early in the season. Um, obviously, we'll get to see them play Nutrier, who I'm going to ask a question about here in the second way or no way. Um, Joe, way or no way, you're uh, pleasantly pleased um, with uh, Nutrier girls basketball's three and one start to the year. Yeah, I you know looking at their opponents, I thought that's about right. Um, I thought they'd give Stevenson a little better game, but I wasn't there, so you never know what what kind of happened. Um, nuance. I think they lost by fifteen to twenty. Uh, maybe they were close and and free throws beat. I, I'm not sure. Um, so, um, but you know, uh, I think they they were better than the three opponents they beat, and they won a close one, which was nice against Fenwick. Um, so um, they scored a lot of points too. So that was nice to see. Um, I'm. I'm excited to see how this team develops because while we do have a couple senior stalwarts and some experience, we also have some players gaining that experience and some new people in the lineup. Uh, so I'm excited to see Loyola Nutrier tomorrow. Yeah, I think uh, I'll go with the way there as well. I, I would agree with you. I think, I think Stevenson's a good team. Um, says a lot, obviously that Loyola was able to beat them by the much, how much they beat them by, but um, I, I think you've got a really strong program there. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, trying to figure things out here early, um, it, this is the time to figure things out. So I wouldn't, you know, look too much in or a, or a win uh, here and there, especially in the first couple of weeks. But um, yeah, well, I'm definitely pleasantly surprised um, with how uh, how things are going. All right, Joe, uh, Loyola and Nutrier uh, will play against each other on uh, Wednesday, the 22nd, obviously for both the boys and girls program, programs. Uh, talking about the boys, um, way or no way you feel like Loyola needs to win this uh, Thanksgiving matchup tournament uh, more than Nutrier does? Oh, needs to win more. Um I guess I'll say way just because they've lost the past couple of years. Um, so it would be, you know, uh, in the rivalry battle, maybe it's uh, their due and they've got this special team and they're trying to make a point. But you also need to know uh, that they don't have all their football guys back. Um, a couple big pieces need to fit in there. So it wouldn't be the worst if they didn't win. It's not, you know, not a big ding on their resume for any reason. So um, but I guess if you had, it made me choose which one needs it more, I'll, I'll say Loyola. Yeah, I'd go way. I think Loyola need, probably needs it more, mostly because, you know, beating Nutrier would be a big resume booster and would, you know, kind of enhance them and what they're going to be able to do this season. Um, I just think with the with the caliber of success that Nutrier has had over the last couple of years, I think that um, Loyola could use a big win like this, just trying to figure things out, trying to – Maybe not right the ship because it's not like it's been bad the last couple of years, but I just think being able to, um, you know, kind of show that hey, we're trying to get to this next level, we're trying to get to where Nutrier has been the last couple of years. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's my reasoning for why I think way, um, Loyola probably needs this win a little bit more just for 
what it could mean about this season. Obviously, it doesn't determine the whole season or what they're going to do, but um, I do think that it does set a good precedent of, um, you know, we're going to compete at this level. Here's how we're going to compete, and uh, here's what we can potentially do this year. So um, I'll go with the way there. All right, Joe, uh, I think I uh, asked you a little bit about this, but I want to expand on this a little bit more. Um, way or no way, the Loyola's defenses, uh, we're talking about football here, uh, performance against York, um, change your opinion about how dominant it is. Yeah, I mean, a tweak is a change, right? I mean, it, it slightly tweaked my, so I will say way the way you phrased that. I guess it did change it slightly uh, just because it was kind of of this, uh, impenetrable force right and uh i i thought that at, at all levels no matter what and um i think that uh, york found something that was working and they got something to work for a while and even if it was for man if, even if it was for half a quarter it was more than most teams can do against that loyola team so the fact that they're staying that for multiple drives throughout the game moving to loyola territory regular you know regularly score a couple times um, now loyola shut them down late um, but um, just the fact that they were able to do it, uh, I think, means something. So um, in that regard, I'll say way. Yeah, I'll go with the way here as well. I don't think it makes it – it doesn't make them a bad defense by any means or anything like that. But I just think that, you know, with what um, what they, you know, have shown us the entire season, um, it was a surprise. So, I mean, obviously I think – you know, all season we've been talking about how dominating it was. No one's been able to get after them. And now finally someone's been able to. Does that make them a bad defense? No. Does that make them, um, you know, any lesser than, you know, other championship defenses that, you know, maybe had a, a fluke here or there? No, I don't think so. But um, I do think that, um, you know, it, it does change things a little bit. I agree with you. So I think way – um, maybe it isn't at the level that we thought it was, and maybe, you know, they use this as motivation, put up on the billboard and, uh, or bulletin board and, uh, you know, show us on Saturday against Lincoln ways. But, um, I, I do think it kind of changes a little bit. I don't think it changes that much. So, um, I'll go with the way there. All right, Joe, uh, going, sticking with Loyola football here, um, way or no way you think, um, Ryan Fitzgerald has surpassed Jake Sterney where Sterney was at his at this point during his junior season. Obviously, Sterney um, lost in the semifinals with Loyola um, to Lockport, who ended up winning. Um, way or no way you think that Fitzgerald mm -hmm. is ahead of where Sterney was at this point in his career? Ah, what a question. Good one. Um, that's fun to think about. And, and obviously, no disrespect to either, either guy. No, yeah. Super talented. Um, it's funny, um, in the call on Monday – uh, Coach uh, Zvonar from Lincoln East said, it seems just like every year Loyola just puts the number 15 on some new guy and he's all state. <laughs> um, but um, I I think it's it's a bit apples to apples. I don't think they're the same type of quarterback. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, I kind of think Ryan in his – where he is in running, in, in, his, in his rushing is great. Decision-making – I think they're pretty close and I think throwing, he might be a step behind Jake, but so man, we're, but, but he's one game farther. So, um, man, I don't know. And undefeated season, I guess you're going to have to, I'm going to have to say way just because, uh, no, remind me Sterney, his junior year, was that the Maldonado injury? Yes. Yeah. Because I think we were saying, what's that? 
Was that the COVID year? COVID year was no, the- during during his junior year. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So um, he didn't have to do that much during the year. So I will say that Ryan might be farther along, and he made some throws against York that surprised me. One specifically to Nick uh, Aragundare um, on an out route from the middle. It was beautiful. It was about. 18 yards. It was a tough throw and um, uh, it was right on the money. So um, I'll say way. Yeah, I think I'll go with the way here as well. And I want to preface this like you've talked about it before. That's no disrespect to Jake Sterney, who's um, tearing it up at Colgate right now um, as a freshman. But um, I just think, you know, Ryan, we didn't know much about Ryan. We had heard some things about, you know, Ryan, you know, he did this with the sophomore team. He's got obviously, um, you know, the family genes and that kind of stuff. But um, he, you know, I feel like has really helped Loyola win a bunch of games um, this season. And I think he, you know, has shown the maturity of this offense doesn't feel like it's skipped a beat at all. With And I know that has a lot to do with the coaching staff, the offensive coordinator, obviously doing a good job of putting Ryan in good positions. But um, I think Ryan has really handled this, you know, season and both talked about it all year you would have thought that he's been a four-year starter the way he's been, you know, playing this year. And yeah, he, maybe he's missed a few throws here and um, gone through some growing pains, especially maybe a little bit through in, against Mount Carmel and um, a little bit against York. But um, I think it basically where they're at this, at this point right now, I think Ryan has really showed that um, he's elite in the lead quarterback. He um, has the potential to be one of the best, you know, especially next year with the class that's kind of coming up. I think, you know, Jack, Jake, Jack Elliott and uh, Ryan Fitzgerald playing against, against each other next year is going to be a lot of fun, um, just being two dominant quarterback, quarterbacks. But um, I'll go with the I'll go with way. I think, you know, with what Ryan's been able to accomplish this season, um, getting his team to where he is and just the maturity he's been able to do as, thus far, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ryan here. Um, again, no disrespect to Jake or anything like that. I think it's just uh, at such a high level. Um, at which uh, Ryan has competed at all season long. All right, let's move on over now. Let's get to what we uh, everyone's probably waiting for, uh, our predictions and obviously looking into this matchup. Um, it's a rematch of last season's state championship game uh, that uh, Loyola won. Um, they took an early lead by, uh, you know, running that uh, trick play that uh, um, helped Loyola get out to an early lead and the defense held Lincoln Way East for much of the uh, much of the way there, Joe. But I, 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 if I'm, you know, looking at this match, I've been looking at Lincoln Way East. Um, I think Lincoln Way East is a much better team than they were last year, and obviously they were a really good team last year. And um, they've got, you know, a lot of weapons, both offensive and defensively, that um, I think could present a lot of problems for Loyola. Yeah, they do. This is a very special team at Lincoln Way East, and obviously they're undefeated. They're coming in after, you know, just stampeding through the playoffs um nobody's given them even um a chance i think uh, they have whatever shutouts they do in a row um it's it's a good team and it's going to be a battle um and you know just thinking about it um and trying to get down to uh the field level x's and o's wise I, I i don't know i just see a lot of headbutting and not much movement and it feels like a stalemate when you think about it. So I, um, I don't know who's going to come out on top. I think, you know, some of the fluky type stuff, whether it's turnovers, um, 
you know, special big plays, you know, individual special efforts are going to decide this one. I really do think that I just wonder who they're going to come from and I need to give it, you know, uh, talk it out here with you, but uh, it's going to be quite the task. This isn't a, Hey, the, the private school is going to, to run up uh, the, yeah. Yeah. The public school is undefeated, but it's, it's Loyola. No way. These are, these are pretty evenly matched teams and, and link waste has the added factor of vengeance on their mind. I think there's a lot of great matchups that are going to happen this weekend in at Illinois State. I think this is probably the best matchup of, you know, obviously I think Lincoln Waste and Loyola have been either one or two or one and three um all season long in the pre in the in the season rankings. Um so I mean let's just break it down. I mean, let's look at the offense versus the defense. How does this Loyola offense, you know, based on what happened last week and how they're able to kind of come back after a slow start? Um, I don't think you can have a slow start um, against this Lincoln Way East defense that has just dominated opponents all season long. All the shutouts that you mentioned, they limited Barrington to six points in the semifinals. Uh, up until that point, they had not allowed any points. They've allowed six points in the entire playoffs. So how does this Loyola offense match up with what Lincoln Way East can do, you know, rushing the quarterback, stopping the run? Yeah, and those th- that front – Eight, seven, eight, uh, whatever they bring that 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 time for Link East is scary. They've got incredible pass rushers led by Caden O'Rourke. They've got, uh, I think, two linebackers with over a hundred tackles, including an all stater. In um, of course, no, I can't remember his name. I think it's Connor. Um, but uh, I mean, it's they're going to stop you. There's I, I there's not. I don't think there's a high school football team that's going to gain oodles of yards on this team and, and run over this team. It's not going to happen. So you got a game plan for it and come up with something. I think uh, Fitzgerald's probably going to be under more pressure than he is certainly than he's used to, or that he's seen a lot. Um, so what are we going to do? You know, he, he's, he, like I said, you know, he threw his first interception last week and uh, Lincoln Ways picked off, I think five passes against Barrington. So Something's got to give. He's a good decision maker. Ryan Fitzpatrick is, I'm sorry, Fitzgerald. So um, I look that for that to be very meaningful in this game, his ability to make the right decision, tuck it down, throw it away, take a sack when you need to uh, make the easy throw, make the good throw wins it when it is there. Can he complete that big pass? Cause uh, I, I, there's going to be limited opportunities for that. I don't think you're going to see huge runs. I just don't think you're going to be able to do it no matter who it is, whether Drew McPherson's healthy or not, the run game, I think, is going to be very difficult to get going. Now, where Drew McPherson's injury may hurt is in the passing game because he's so big out of the backfield. And I think that's going to be a nice outlet for him um, if he's under pressure. But um, so we'll see. He he injured his knee and we haven't gotten an update on it. And I don't think we'll get one. This isn't uh, an NFL injury report. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I I think that's where it is. I think the opportunity to make the big play, the plays that matter are going to be limited and you're going to have to make them when you get them, because if not, we're going, we're looking at a very low scoring game. But what, how confident are you in Fitzgerald, I guess? And I mean, we talked about him obviously comparing him to Sterney and that kind of stuff in the third quarter. I mean, how confident are you in his ability to do that? Because if they, if, you know, it's kind of what we talk about Loyola's defense they are going to try to take away the run. And if Loyola is able, if Lincoln Ways is able to take away the run, how confident are you and Ryan Fitzgerald to, you know, make key passes 
and up and honestly potentially use his legs to, you know, pick up first downs and um, maybe cause some issues for uh, the Lincoln Way East defense when they're trying to commit to the run and uh, stopping the pass. And he's able to, you know, scamper for, you know, five or 10 yards here and there. I mean, I think it's huge. I think his ability to not just scramble, but um, make men miss, uh, make make defenders miss uh, at, at a high level is uh, is going to be needed in this game. Um, he's just got to know when that run is over. We don't want any situation where, um, you know, he tries to extend a play and, and obviously East is going to catch up to him um, at some point. But um, I, I think it's huge and I think it's going to, to be a, a factor if Loyola wants to win the football game. All right, let's flip the field now. How confident are you in this Loyola defense after what you saw on uh, Saturday and being able to stop a Mount, Car- uh, not Mount Carmel, uh, stopping a Lincoln May East offense that has put up uh, 468 points in 13 games? They put up 49 points against Barrington. Um, the lowest amount of points they've scored this season is 14 points against Batavia um, in a 14 to 13 win there. Um, how confident are you in this defense? And do you feel like that defense kind of needed maybe a little a wake up call against York and to be like, Hey, like this is what teams are going to run against you. You need to figure out a way to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, um, as much as they do, if they do need one, that was it right now. I mean, it was right before the, they won the game and now we got a, another team who, who does at least something similar and maybe to the next level as York. They've got a balanced attack. They run the heck out of the football and they can pass off that too. So um, I'm sure they'll come up with a game plan to diversify that a little bit, give you different looks, whether, you know, they do this first or that first um, meaning run or pass, pass or run. Um, But I mean, I think their lead running back has 1500 yards and their second running back has 800 for the season. They run, they run the football well, and Tisher, uh, their quarterback, second-year starter, uh, he runs it as well. So um, I think you're going to have to be ready for a lot of things, and I certainly think these guys are up for it on the loyal defensive unit, um, but you got to get off the field. Um, no sustained – limit the sustained drives. Um, limit the first down and get off the field when you can. Put them in difficult situations. Um, I think that's what's going to happen, but – um, you just don't want a York situation where they're constantly in your territory because I do think Lincoln Waste is more dangerous. A, a big question that I'm having here, and I'm kind of curious, um, you know, what you think is, I don't think we've really talked about, because I don't think there's really been a reason to, uh, coaching when it comes to Loyola. Obviously, Bo takes over. It's his first season. Um, a lot of the coaching staff is back from last season. But how much does coaching play a factor into this where, you know, Loyola has been there and Bo has obviously been there. Um, you know, as an assistant and uh, a position coach, he's obviously played the game, but, um, you know, Lincoln Way East coach obviously has been there, has won championships, has been in the moment. How much do you feel like coaching kind of plays a factor in here where, you know, you got the first year coach going against, you know, the guy who's been there for however long he's been there, 30 years? I think it's got to play a role. Um, how much I think is at least mitigated by the fact that, like you said, Bo has such a strong staff who has been there. These are the same guys that we've seen year after year. Plus you have um, a, um, you know, big 10 coach in coach Fitz um, who's, who's helping at you out as well and keeping the guys motivated and things like that. So I don't think you're going to get that big time feeling or, or Bo's going to get it. He's going to be tempered by the guys beside him. Um, but, you know, it might come down to, 
uh, I, I don't know if panic is the right word, but it's a stressing situation. First year coach, does he make the wrong call at the wrong time? Um, not, you know, not make the right calls, um, like sit, sit on a call for too long. Uh, it certainly could happen in those situations. I do think that experience, at least at, at that position at the top, goes to uh, Lincoln Way East, who also has coaches who have been there forever. So uh, they also have a dedicated coaching staff. So I do think it matters. I just don't I, – I don't know how much. Um, I think both teams are so poised and experienced overall that um, it's minimal, but I do think it matters. All right, Joe, what is one thing that Loyola needs to do if they want to win a state championship here? I know it isn't one thing. I, I know there think, are a lot of different components, but what is the number one thing if this Ramblers team wants to win a state championship? They need to score the football, obviously, but I think they need to score in the passing game. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm, ta- I'm looking for one or two big plays, maybe four or five medium to big, four or five 30-yard chunks, or maybe just – one or two 50 yard chunks. I think they need to do that because I I don't think you're going to dink and dunk down the field on Lincoln ways. They don't let you do that. Um, And I, you know, without McPherson, that might be a little harder to do. So can we draw something up where we can get a guy free or free here or there, make the throw and execute. I think that also extends, maybe I'm taking a Liberty for my own um, estimation, but to Fitzpatrick making Fitzgerald, sorry, Fitzgerald making a big 40 yard run. I think that counts in that category too. I don't think that is a normal part of the running game. I think that would be kind of an extension of the passing game and him seeing something. I think Loyola needs a few of those to make this happen. Um, I think they can do it, but I think it's going to be very hard. All right. We'll get a prediction out of you. Any other game championship kind of looking forward to see what happens this weekend? Yeah, of course. It's a good weekend. I'm, uh, it's uh Cary Grove East St. Louis, right? Um yep. so that's that's always one to watch after was it last year was the upset? Two years ago. It's two years ago now. Okay. Um so uh that's always a fun one to watch. And um Mount Carmel, um, I just man, the way they're playing right now, I'm obviously excited to watch it because they have that high level talent that you can't take your eyes off the screen but I, I, I do think they will win the state championship. Um, no offense to, to my, my guys down here in the West suburbs, down as Grove North. Um, look, trying to think of some other ones, JCA. I'm, I'm from that area originally. So uh, while I hope it was, it was Providence, I'll root for JCA. Um, yeah. And I, I guess those are some of them. What about you? Yeah. JCA Nash should be a really fun game. I'm really is Naz going to do this after starting the season zero and four? Are they going to win this state championship? Like they, they did the whole. Everyone knows the story about them starting two and four. I mean, the first two and four team to win a state championship. But I mean, how how do you top like you know that what what a way to top it if you're able to win a state championship after starting the season zero and four? Um, and, and when they kind of seemed they weren't going to be in the playoffs as a four and five team, that seems like that's going to be a, a great game. Um, with what uh, Naz has been able to do, and I'm really interested to see. Um, this St. Lawrence story is so fun. I think St. Lawrence, you know, making a state championship at 4A um, is what high school football is all about. Um, no one was talking about them. No one really thought that they would, you know, win the games and then they're able to beat Dixon and they beat IC Catholic and then they beat uh, Wheaton Academy on a blocked kick. 
Um, and now they get a Rochester program that obviously knows how to win state championships. But, um, you know, do they is that Cinderella ride going to keep going? I'm really curious to see about that. Um, Mount Carmel, I think, you know, has just shown that they're at a different level right now. I think they're playing angry after losing to Loyola uh, in week nine. That's been pretty clear to the, uh, you know, if you talk to them, they are uh, playing at a different level. They're pretty mad right now. So they're definitely uh, trying to win that state championship. And uh, um, I think that should be a, uh, no disrespect, but a fairly easy matchup for the caravan to uh, repeat as champions here. But um, let's get the predictions, Joe. What happens Saturday night, probably starting roughly around scheduled for seven o'clock, probably likely will start around 7.45 or 8 p.m. Just wait with the way things go um, with earlier games. Um, get your coffee. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday night? Um, you know, I remember last year being pretty confident in Loyola. Um, just thought that they had the right pieces. And this year it just feels like, while I also think Loyola has the right pieces, Lincoln East has upped their game from last year. So they've evened that to me. And it's make uh it's made it very difficult to I I I don't I my mind is not spitting out a winner. So uh I'm gonna give it to the team we cover. Um but I do think it's gonna it's gonna fall on something that that just happens like um, one of those big plays or a turnover. That's completely unexpected. I don't, um, I don't expect any team to run away with this. I expect it low scoring. So I will say that Loyola comes up with a way and, and makes it happen. Um, and we do a somehow a 17, 16 win. Interesting. I'm curious. <laughs> 17, 16. That's what um, it would have been this weekend. Uh, against York, so that's kind of where I got it. Yeah, um, I, I think this game is going to be fantastic. I think it's a fantastic way to uh, end a fun weekend of football for the weekend, but obviously for the season. Um, Lincoln Weiss is going to want revenge after what happened last season. Um, last season. And they, they've heard so much, especially this defense, about how great Loyola is, how great Mount Carmel is. And I think people know how good Lincoln Way East is, but I think Lincoln Way East feels like everyone thinks that it's Loyola and Mount Carmel and they don't get the respect that they deserve. And that's going to put a chip on their shoulder. And it's going to be the whole public school, private school, North South, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do think I'm going to go with the Ramblers here. It's going to be a one point win as well. I'm going to have a 14 to 13 win for Loyola. Um, I think it's just going to be a, a late touchdown um, and then a late stop by the Ramblers defense. That's going to seal the deal. Uh, maybe a Mike, Mikey Baker field goal here. Um, I don't really know how you would do it with 14 points. Maybe you can figure out a way to do it. But um, I, I just think that Loyola is going to ride the momentum. I think last week was a big kick in the teeth that they've been looking for. Um, and uh, I, I think that they you know, are just going to be able to win this game uh, by a single point. But I think it's going to be a fantastic game, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens um, in that matchup. All right, that is everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening. Just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a nice little like. Um, we always appreciate it. It always helps us uh, reach more listeners who are also curious in North Shore sports and high school football. Um, everything that we do here on this podcast, um, stupid jokes, whatever you want, whatever you would categorize this podcast about, um, we do it. Um, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe and read all my stuff at Friday Night Drive. We will have a whole crew down in uh, Bloomington Normal this weekend. Uh, 
have you covered every single game Friday and Saturday videos, analysis, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you're subscribing and uh, following us all weekend there at Friday Night Drive. And as always, make sure you subscribe and donate to the Record North Shore. Uh, Joe, not only will have you covered for this upcoming weekend in this championship game, um, he'll also have you covered this Thanksgiving weekend, everything that's happening in the North Shore area, all the turkey trots, I'm sure, and um, all the good stuff. So make sure you're subscribing and donating to the Record North Shore. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Hopefully you guys enjoy Thanksgiving. We're obviously thankful to all our listeners. Um, hopefully you enjoy some turkey and sides, and uh, we will talk to you guys down the road. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya. Thank you for listening to The Varsity, a product of the record northshore.org your nonprofit local newsroom.